What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Well, guys, it's official. ABC Family has officially made its transition to Freeform. And today we're talking about two brand new Freeform shows called Grownish and Alone Together. So don't move a muscle. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got a little bass to it. A little bass. Yeah. It's a great song. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're hearing right now is a theme song to Grownish because we are reviewing both that show and Alone Together, two brand new freeform shows here on TV Pilot Views on AfterBuzz TV. Um, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. And this is a show where we review Hollywood's hottest new pilots, and we can't wait to talk about these two brand new comedies from Freeform. But until we do that, I've got some amazing, smart friends that I would like to introduce as well. Hi guys, Linda Antwi. I am all across social media as Linda So Girly, and I'm um, looking forward to talking about these two shows. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be back. I'm Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43, and I am in the live chat, so send us your opinions. I'd love to hear them. And I'm D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo, and I'm happy to have the whole family back. Yay! Sam, welcome back. We missed you. Glad to have you. Thank you. It's good, though, because we're talking freeform, which is kind of your zone. Yeah, not tonight, though. Oh, Uh-oh. Oh, precursor Sorry, to how you feel about the show. Let's start with you, then. We're going to start by talking about Gronish. So just so you guys know, we're talking about two shows, both Gronish and Alone Together, as I mentioned. We'll start by talking about Gronish. Um, Sam. Okay, it's not that I didn't. I actually, I did like Gronish. Um, I just felt, I, I don't watch Blackish, and I felt like I was missing a big piece of the show. So I almost feel like I can't confidently say if I liked it or not because I don't watch Blackish. Okay. But in, in fairness, I do think a good show should stand on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A good spinoff, because if you think about it, like Frasier is a spinoff of Cheers, oh, yeah. but it's a totally different thing. I agree. So I, I think you can stand on your own grounds and say, you know, a I don't know. A successful spinoff. Right. I mean, yeah. I'll just say compared to the second show we are going to review, it was fantastic. <laughs> Spoiler um, alert. Sorry. But, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I'm excited to get into it. D, D, what did you think of Grownish? You're a Blackish fan, right? Yeah, I mean, I like Blackish. I actually didn't like the first season of Blackish, but after that, I feel like it got stronger, and I'm thinking maybe the, that some, something similar is going to happen with this show. Because mm-hmm. it had some good pieces, but 
Um, I'm, I'm kind of in your boat. I was just kind of like, oh, it's okay. You yeah. had some things. We have some opinions in the chat. Uh, ZSB Lou said she loves Gronish, and Little Miss thought it's so cute. She also liked Alone Together. Great. <laughs> and, of course, now we have Linda. Um, I liked it. I won't watch it, but I liked it. Yeah. I think that I agree with you. I feel like there needed to be a background with Blackish, and I don't watch that show, so... I felt like, oh, it's like a, it was kind of like a modern day breakfast club to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part I like, like yeah. the misfits and the drone thing. The drone thing made no sense to me, by the way, but I got that and that entertained me. But will I be watching it? Probably not. Yeah, I kind of felt like Gronish was a very wobbly pilot for what I think is actually going to be a pretty good show. Um, it's funny, I feel like we've watched pilots and I've thought like, I don't know how this show is going to be, but I feel like it got enough right that I feel like it's a sure-headed show and it yep. knows what it wants. Or sure-footed, that's the expression, <laughs> yeah. sure-headed. Um, but I think it knows what it wants to be and it's going to get there. But I did think this pilot was kind of shaky. Yeah. I, I think like it wasn't doing all the things that a pilot needs to do. Um, we talked last week about Tina Fey's take on a pilot, and she says, Pilot scripts are particularly difficult to write because you have to introduce all the characters without it feeling like a series of introductions. You have to tell a story that's not only funny and compelling, but also dramatizes your main character's points of view and what the series would be about thematically. I think if we look at those three things, it does one or two of them. But if we're talking about not wanting to make it feel like a series of introductions... Oh, it did, yeah. It was yeah. telegraphed, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that thing they were doing... You know, the house of cards where you look to the camera and you talk to the camera? Yeah. I was like, I wasn't sure if I liked it for mm-hmm. this specific yeah. genre. Because I was like, you're you're throwing me out of character each time that you do that. Yeah. They, they also the, do that with Blackish, though, don't they? Do they do that with Blackish? The talk to camera? I don't think, like, uh, Andy Anderson's character does, narrates, right? but I don't, I haven't, I don't remember them looking at the camera and saying something. Yeah, there's voiceover, yeah, there's but there's voiceovers. no, like, breaking the fourth wall. Right, I, don't, I haven't that, seen that. Yeah. I haven't was, seen that in Blackish. It was weird to me. Well, you know, I think part of the issue is doing a spinoff. I'm very fascinated with spinoffs. Uh, I think it's a cool thing that happens in the TV universe, but I think they're very hard. Yeah. Because I don't really know the background, but I don't know if this served as a backdoor pilot for Blackish. And, you know, they just, which that means basically is they would have aired this episode or something very similar to it during, like, as an episode of Blackish to see how, you know, the audience uh, took it. Which they did do. They gave, like, a, a semi pilot episode during their most recent, not the season that's airing now, but the season before. Mm-hmm. But, and maybe I'm biased, but I don't feel like. A successful spinoff, as you've kind of noted, I don't think you should have to know all this stuff before. Like, right. And so if you guys feel that way, then I think they just didn't accomplish their goal in that pilot. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, D. Like, I, yeah, I just think like a spinoff should both satisfy the fans of the original show, but should be able to bring in a new audience as well. Which I will say, I think this is a smart show for Freeform to be producing. Mm-hmm. It's very adolescent. Not to say that Freeform is limited to adolescent content, but... at I mean, at worst, it's millennial, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of their stuff at least targets people between the ages of 18 and 35. I feel like once you're getting past that age, it's not as much a freeform thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think tonally, it it's, feels like it's at home on this network. To answer your question, D, it was episode 23 of season three, mm-hmm. titled Liberal Arts. And for those of you who are a little confused, this is a spin-off, spinoff of Blackish. I haven't explained that yet, but it's featuring Anthony Anderson's character's daughter, Zoe Johnson, played by Yara Shahidi, mm-hmm. going to college, and kind of her coming of age as a college student. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was also a critique I had is, you know, I was like, okay, who is this for? If it's mm -hmm. like for preteen, like 
in that age, that makes sense. But some of the scenes they had, I was kind of like, okay, maybe like the bathroom scene. I was just kind of like, okay, I don't know if preteen that works. It's just like yeah. right. kind of decide who you're going for and then maybe hone in on that. Yeah. yeah. And I do really love Freeform, but I think with some of their newer content, one of the biggest problems they're grappling is that they aren't really sure who they're going for specifically. They're trying to go for a female demographic that is maybe a little bit too wide. Mm. Um, and I think they have certain shows at different time slots to target like specific age ranges, but it's all a little bit blurry. Mm. Yeah. Re- Go ahead, Go ahead. Linda, please. No, I read online that they're trying to be the competitor to Disney, so they want to mm. have that young, young? adult mm-hmm, audience, and specifically young females, so... Yeah, what's interesting, I mean, like, I've always felt like Freeform has a bit of an identity crisis, Mm. and I feel like you can feel that identity crisis in the name of the network, right? It's a terrible name. Like, (laughs) even the name of the network doesn't know what it is. Like, it's Freeform. Like, so... We can do whatever we want to do. Everybody, it's a free world. It's Mm -hmm. a Freeform Exactly. But I do feel like they've gotten better. Like, I feel like, little by little, they're starting to figure out who they are. But I will say, we're going to talk about this, but there were two shows we watched to today. Mm. And these two shows do not feel like they should be on the same television not channel. Not at all. At all. Very different. Aside targets. from the fact that it's the same age, in yeah. terms of tone, type of character, look, feel, totally different shows. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that a little more. But from what I know of Reform, this feels right at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but... I mean, even though I didn't, I don't watch Blackish. I, I don't know. I thought like, oh, that's... An, I know ABC owns... Uh, Freeform and all of that because they used to be ABC Family, but you know it could have been on ABC too. Yeah. But I, yeah. I do, f- and I, it just is kind of weird, like completely shifting networks for a spinoff. Usually they stay on the same network, right? Most of the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say, well, I don't know how you said that it's supposed to be like a competitor to Disney. Mm-hmm. Like, if if it's part of ABC, if Disney's like owns like all of them, right? So maybe they're like kind of. Bringing a different umbrella within their same yeah, that's true. Bracket. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just randomly thought about that, but uh, so maybe uh, that kind of goes back to the like, okay, what's the vision? What's the purpose with the show? Yeah, I do think there might be a little bit of tonal confusion. Like, yeah. I agree with you. Do like, I don't know exactly who this is for. Um, I kind of think maybe college students. Like, they're just really trying to hone in on like that eighteen to twenty four. That's yeah. exactly. I think too. Because I, I felt I, a little old for this, and I'm just outside of that window. I that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that this show will find its feet. Mm-hmm, you know, I agree. Especially with uh, Anthony Anderson, uh, executive producing it. I think that that comedy that he brings to the table mm-hmm. will flow through the show eventually. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Because so many people say they're executive producers on things. And that doesn't... It could mean they're super involved. Or they are just paying for a lot of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think Yara is going to be a big pull for... If they are going for that age group, yep. she has she's she has a big following in that age group. and. Yep. I think she, I would say from a standpoint of acting, I don't think the acting was bad. No. I think no, it was no. just like the vision of the show yeah. that yeah. makes it feel just like kind of cheesy almost. Well, yeah. yeah. I thought the ca- I mean I know some of the cast members were are on Blackish or were on Blackish, but in general I thought the casting was really really good. I yeah. I liked all of the kids and mm-hmm. got the characters they were going for. I wasn't annoyed by them. Yeah. Well, with that, let's go ahead and talk about them, because I agree with you. I, to me, by far the strongest thing about this show was the casting. Yeah. Um, we have Yara Shahidi, who I think is great. Is she She's great? playing yeah. Zoe Johnson. We have Dion Cole playing Charlie Telf- Telfi. I think he's the guy with the kind of rat tail. Dion Cole is the professor. Oh, he's yeah. the professor. Yeah. He's the only other guy. He's on Blackish, too, he's right? the other, oh, he Those are on... only two from Blackish that are Gotcha. Okay, okay. Doctor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Trevor Jackson playing Aaron Jackson, Emily Arlook playing Nomi, who I think is the character who kind of has a sexual coming of age in the yes. show. Yeah. As you guys know, the further we go on the show, the more spoilers we have, so you've been warned. Um, Francia Reja, who's playing Anna Torres. Mm-hmm. Interesting subplot. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Jordan Buhat, who's playing Vivek Shaw. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, he's a new actor. To me, he was kind of the breakout of this mm-hmm. episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's the attractive Indian guy who kind of looks like Drake. Yeah, that was funny. Um, I thought he was really fun, and I'm excited to see more of him. And then Chris Parnell, who I've always liked. Yeah. Playing the dean of the school. And finally, Chloe X. Halley, which is apparently a pop duo. Yeah. Playing yes. the, the twins. Signed by Beyonce. Okay, yeah. nice. Put them on, yeah. Um, they're singing that theme song, too, just so you guys know that we heard at the top oh, of the show. Oh, 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 Yes. Okay. It just clicked. So. <laughs> um, so in my notes, I have, good, this is the strongest part of the show. As you mentioned, Linda, I think this show is deliberately making nods to The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. I think, like, it owes a lot to John Hughes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think this show would exist without John Hughes. Yeah, and she's literally spelling it out. Yeah. You know, it's like, hmm, this is really similar to The Breakfast Club, which I like. Me too. Because they are directly taking from it, right. and that's okay. But to acknowledge that, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I would have liked it a lot better had they acknowledged it at the end, like, kind of saved that, and then, like, the end be the poster. That's a good point. That yeah. they made. I thought it would have been a cool thing. Like, let us get there on our own instead of just being like, hey, this is what we're doing. doing. It's Breakfast Club. I agree. I, I get the feeling that maybe they did it in the beginning because this is, this is, Blackish is kind of still like, it's called Blackish. It's like a black show or at least targeted for that. And I feel like Grownish is trying to break that. Yes. They're trying to, they want to, they have a very diverse cast. Like, I feel like maybe they wanted to get, like, get their attention to begin to be like, no, this is not just for one type of people. We're trying to bring, make it multicultural. That's why this mm-hmm. whole cast and the whole friend group is like uh, multi-race. And I also think too that uh, their target audience doesn't know Breakfast Club. Yes, yes. That's so they why wanted they to like to. set the tone right out, away. Like, this is what this is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I appreciate that. I mean, like I do think our generation, maybe or even the generation just below us, is due a Breakfast Club. Like they need to get their yeah, own version. So I feel like yeah. that's what this show is trying to be. And just so you guys know, that brilliant voice you're hearing chiming in every once in a while is our um, amazing producer Brianna, Bree. who. I believe has also watched both of these shows. I know for a fact she's watched Alone Together. Yes, so. I did watch both of the shows before tonight, so I will be chiming in uh, when I feel appropriate. Please hey do. I love it. Um, so I think we all agree the strong the characters and performances are probably the strongest thing about this show. I think the writing is where I feel like this is a bit lacking. And it's interesting, Linda, you mentioned that um, you're, you're glad Anthony Anderson is an EP on the show for mm-hmm. the comedy component. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like the comedy is the thing that's going to make this show this show. What do you, do you think is the writing? Well, I think it's more like, I'm thinking something more sentimental, something more coming of age. Yeah, something more, like, something more almost Saved by the Bell. Like, kind Mm. of that almost 90s Moesha, Breakfast Club, like, almost that feel-good character-driven stuff, rather than joke, 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 joke. I think that's what they're aiming for, too. Yeah. Yeah, I I hope so. And I and I hope they don't get lost in the jokes because it's a spinoff of Blackish and that is the format that they're coming from. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think they'll either figure it out within three episodes or they won't. Yeah. And isn't it created by the same writers of, as Blackish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has so, a similar feel to it. A little yeah. bit of difference, but it does. It feels the same. And I actually think spinoffs work best when they do shift the tone of the original source material. Because yeah. I don't know if you guys watch Mary Tyler Moore at all, but they did a spinoff with Lou Grant, and that was a drama. So they took that character and oh, put wow. him in a different world. Even if you look at Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, yeah. tonally, I feel like Breaking Bad is a straight drama, and Better Call Saul can be pretty funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. So I th- I think they were smart to hone in on the fact that this is a show about college students. Let's capture the nostalgia of a lot of these classic coming of age stories. Mm-hmm. I fear that they are actually going to get lost in the jokes because I kind of felt like when they tried to get too funny or silly, it kind of deflated the um, moment. The, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys agree or not. I, I, agree with you. I feel it. I'm, I agree because that's actually how I felt about the first season of Blackish. Mm. Um, I just felt like I was like, okay, what am I watching this for? It's, it's like it was just really, really goofy, and yeah. it was just like. But then the jokes weren't hitting the way it needed to. Yeah. And I just felt like it took them a minute to, to find kind point. of find that, and I'm fearful and hopeful that that's kind of the the issue here because pilots, as we've seen, is very difficult to write. Right. Yeah. I think. Sorry, Sam. You can go. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, a or. Freeform and ABC, they are very different. Like, they're programming their audiences. They're somewhat, you know, overlap. But Freeform is much more specific. And I think the problem with this pilot was it, I, I almost imagined there was two executives pulling it in two different hmm. ways. You know, like, well, this is a spinoff from ABC. No, but this is Freeform. Like, this is the kind of content we want. So it's like, that's why we liked some stuff. And then other stuff we felt completely pulled out. I was just going to say that I think it's kind of like a hard pilot to review, um, kind of what you guys have already touched upon, just the fact that I felt like a lot of it was, this is this character, this is their backstory, this is why they're in this class. Mm -hmm. And then they did it for each character, and then we got nothing else really besides that, so it's like hard to feel where this show is going to go past this episode. Yeah, I I have a feeling that it's going to be a solid show. I I just feel like, again, this was a shaky pilot for what I assume is going to be a solid show. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I think so, too. Because I think it's got enough going for it that it seems like production and the creative team has a hold on what they want to do. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay, cool. I mean, is there anything else we feel like we want to talk about with Black it, or with Grown-ish? <laughs> no. Um, so we actually never did our pass or plays. Oh. Well, we, one oh, yeah. thing we do, guys, is when we give our overall thoughts, we give would we watch the show or would we pass? And would we recommend that audiences watch the show or pass? Go ahead, D. Uh, I'll, give it, I'll give it a play because I'm, I'm, I'm with you. One great pilot, but probably has a lot of potential. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably will give it a pass for me personally, but for others, especially those that watch Blackish, if I, and if I did watch Blackish, I probably would give it a play. Yeah. Yeah. So for me personally, I'm a pass, but I'm a play for for this audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I was surprisingly charmed by this cast. Again, we yeah. talked about these performers. Like, I'm interested in this Indian drug dealer who wants to be Drake, <laughs> and I'm interested in this kind of um, <laughs> impassioned civil rights guy. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think I loved Dear White People, mm-hmm. yeah. and we talked about that show some. And I think this has some of the same like college students finding who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I might watch another. Yeah, I'm a play, and I would recommend it for people who like wow. this kind of television, yeah. too. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, we also always rate the shows out of five. Pilot alone, what would you score out of five? I've got mine, if you guys want to think. Uh, you, go, you go first. I give it a three nine. Three nine? Three nine. Ooh, I'm not even going there, huh? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I'll give it a three. That's what I'd give it. Three nine? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think uh, you're really hard. <laughs> I can go. I feel like I just blew everyone. No, I, I was going to go three as well. I, um, three for just the pilot alone. Yeah, yeah. Three nine is high, man. Linda, Linda's <laughs> yeah. going to destroy. That's a four it. out of five, bro. Yeah, three, um, it's a three nine. <laughs> um, I'm going to say for the pilot alone, um, three point oh. 
three threes and a three nine. Bree, do you have anything else you want to say about Grownish before we kind of move on? No, I'm good. Uh, last thing, do you guys think this show's going to make it? How do you think the prospects are? It's going to make hundred percent. I mean, yeah. they have way too big of people backing it. They yeah. can't piss them off. Yeah. That's true. If it's going to be good or not, it's definitely going to get at least a second season. I was going to say yes. the same. I think they'll at least get two seasons. Absolutely, at least. Um, cool. Well, before we move on to Alone Together, for both of these shows, I want to know: Do you guys think we should be running an after show? Again, to be clear, this is a pilot review show. So what we do is we watch pilots and we let you know what we think of those alone. If you're interested in in-depth coverage, we want to know because it will influence our producers to potentially green light an after show. Let us know if you think either Grownish or Alone Together should be covered as a seasonal show here at AfterBuzz TV. Up next, we will be talking about Alone Together, which was also a freeform show, and which aired tonight. I can't wait to talk about this because I'm <laughs> feeling too. so much energy from you guys. Uh, let's start with D'Angelo Platt. Oh, uh, man. You know, it was rough. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, you know, I've seen the trailers for it. Uh, we've criticized some shows about, like, not being marketed and didn't know about it. I knew about the show. I actually mm-hmm. knew it existed. And I, I could understand the premise from the trailer. So I was, you know, I had an expectation coming in. And I just feel like it, it didn't it didn't hit home. It just wasn't there. I'm sorry. That was really kind. And I'm like, trying to be. I got to oh, be. Man. I don't know what y'all about to do. So I got to be. We are not nice going to agree that right now. Good. All right. Uh, so... I felt embarrassed (laughs) (laughs) watching this because I am a comedian. I am Jewish. Like, I honestly just felt mortified watching the entire thing in complete honesty. It's probably not the nicest thing to say. Um, It had Lena Dunham syndrome, which is Mm. just because you create a show and write it and you're a good writer does not mean you need to be in it, Mm. especially if you think the show could do better without you um i to me the two lead actors were so bad Hmm. that every other side actor even if they had two lines i was just laughing at because i didn't know they were just making me laugh way more than the two leads i mean yeah we'll get into it but i just kind of felt really like repulsed almost. I, I'm so sorry. I really hope no one that it, it does the show watches this at all because I know they tried. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I get what they were trying to do but it did not work in my book. Linda. I thought it was tedious. It it took me a really long time to get through it Agreed. and to focus and to really kind of figure out what exactly they're doing. Like you, I saw some of the trailers to the show and I thought it could be super funny, right? Because um, what's that show uh, from HBO, The Five Friends? Oh, Looking? Like, no. Girls? No, I'll think of it. But we're... <laughs> Togetherness. We're, no. There's so many HBO shows so, about friends. But making fun of L.A., like L.A. Lifestyle, basically. Was Entourage. What, Entourage, oh, thank yes. you. Yes, yes, yes. So I figured it was going to be similar to that, but more funny, really? because I have a bunch of stand-ups in it. Yeah. Like a bunch yeah. of stand-ups. Yeah. So how could they not be funny? But then I watched it, and yeah, that's the only word I have. It was tedious. Guys, I kind of liked this show a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. I got to say, I'm a big fan of Little Esther. So it was. it's hard for me to go in unbiased because I've been following her as a stand-up for a long time and in other stuff. And I like Benji, too. And even Eben Russell, who also co-wrote this show, I'm familiar with his work. And a lot of these people who showed up were UCB people I like. Um, interestingly, it's executive produced by Lonely Island, which we'll get into, but I can see the complaints you guys are having, and a lot of critics are having them too, but I thought it was very funny. I thought it was very sharply written, 
And I don't know. Do you guys watch Difficult People at all? I do. I've seen some episodes. Do you I like it? it? I think it's hilarious. Those two are a hot mess. So knowing Difficult People, did that give you an, any like ground? Because I feel like there's a lot of similarities between that show and this show. Um, I don't. You know what? I didn't like about the show, perhaps, is the it was more whining, like mm-hmm. whining, whining, whining. Oh, Difficult people. Yeah, it's more like uh, mm-hmm. self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's what is funny to me. But like, oh my god, I'm not pretty enough. Oh, I'm not. I'm not skinny enough. Oh, I don't have a job. But I also don't know if you guys felt this, but I'm also just kind of tired of the shows taking people that aren't actually unattractive by that like I don't find either of the two leads extremely unattractive yeah. and I don't find her fat at all because she's not and yeah. then not. for them to be there and just having these characters say that I'm like this gets done so much and I'm I'm just kind of t- over it yeah and just to jump off what Bree said especially when your audience is supposed to be young adults mm-hmm. and young females like what are you saying to your audience if if Esther's yeah. supposed to be fat the, and ugly. I totally yeah. agree with you. There's yeah. a lot of, especially from a feminist standpoint, a lot of problems with this show. And it's interesting because Esther's comedy is very, like her stand-up, is very pro-woman and sharp and smart. And I think there's a lot of actually kind of female issues in this show that I don't know. I don't know if they thought all the way through their writing and kind of what they were saying about women. And so, I don't want to speak on that because wait, I'm... Wait, before we like, just because our live chat is kind of popping. Yeah. I, so we got a couple of opinions in there. Please. Yeah. A couple of them actually are with you, Jeff. That yeah. they were feeling it. I, I, we, it kind of popped down, but Little Miss, Olivia said she, well, let's see. Olivia said she'll watch it if I'm bored, and she also loved Blackish. Little Miss said she liked, uh, he or she liked it. And then Zalsby Lyle said just give it a season. So we got some yeah. fans well, of the Well, yeah, show, it actually. has a second season. Already. Already. Wow. Yeah. I mean, okay, so Esther, the, the comedian, she wrote this too. Mm hmm. That was just very shocking to me because I was listening to this thinking, God, this is how guys think we talk. And I can, like, tell when men write dialogue like this. And she wrote it. I mean, I don't know. I am kind of just, like, bemused so, here. I, it, and maybe there's also an aspect of, maybe they didn't deliver it well, but I'm thinking maybe there's an, there's an aspect of satire. Yes. And you guys, you can't tell me. I mean, I don't. You tell me because I'm not a woman, but I have heard females talk like this in general, especially in L.A. Right. And I feel like they're making fun of L.A. in that way. Yeah. And, but it just, I don't know if it was delivered well. I don't, I wouldn't say, because when you think satire, you don't take it literal for what they're saying. They're trying to make fun of a culture, mm-hmm. which is what they were trying to do, I right. think. But I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I think it. I would have been on page with you, D'Angelo, had the male characters in the show also not been agreeing with her. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Explain what you mean, because I'm interested, Brie, but I'm, like, a step behind. Like, she's calling herself fat, she's calling herself ugly, and, like, her mm. best friend's just sitting there agreeing with her right. the entire time. Um, and so are the other people around them. They're also not finding these people. To, they're, they're calling them awkward, they're calling them weird, they're calling them kind of losers and stuff. So it's it's like everybody's on the same page. Like, them and everybody around them is all on the same page about who they are. Yeah, mm. and I, I saw someone comment earlier, you know, well, she isn't, like, skinny for L.A., L.A. does have a stereotype of having lots of beautiful, skinny women, but L.A. is a big city that is full of a ton of diversity. It's not just skinny girls walking around. like, And it's not, you know, yeah, there are certain guys that only think that's sexy, but you can find that anywhere. Yeah. There are a lot of different kinds of people in right. L.A., and that girl, in no way, shape, or form, I mean, and this is, again, what I was talking about, putting yourself in a show that you maybe shouldn't be in, she should have been overweight a little bit, at least had something, because there was nothing about her that was appalling. She had a really cute little body, she had a cute face, long brown hair, 
it doesn't make any sense. Right. I think the show... I think really good television shows give you a window into a world. And I think what this show is at least trying to do is present to the world what this culture of young comics in their 20s is like. Mm -hmm. And I know you are one of them, Sam, so you can speak to whether or not you agree. But I will say I've trained at UCB, which is where a lot of these people come from. Both Esther and Benji trained there, which is, for those of you guys who don't know, it's an improv comedy school initially founded by Amy Poehler. I trained there, too. You trained there. Yeah. And I just felt like this attitude, these platonic friendships that are totally grounded by Mm self-deprecation and, um, like, playful criticism was so familiar to me it is but it there was something about the delivery of it there was something that he said to her and i go whoa that's mean Mm -hmm. like it was just like here's the belt and he went like two feet under it and it was just random and i'm like that was you guys feel like she was getting it more than he was getting because i feel like he got a lot of (laughs) well no he did it's like one of those things where you know you're hitting your brother and he's like oh leave me alone then he punches you in the face and you're like Mm. whoa whoops i shouldn't have pissed you off I just thought it was interesting because, like, honestly, the only analog would be difficult people, but they at least kind of get along. Mm -hmm. What I liked about this was it was very interesting to see two almost siblings kind of realistically bash each other. But they get along. But they did get along. That's like, that dynamic is kind of rare. And I think that's probably why the show got greenlit is because you read a spec script like that and you're like, oh, I actually haven't seen this before. Yeah, so, like, I, I feel think like that I yeah. see, like 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 you said. I see what they're doing with it, and I think that it could be a really cool show and a really funny show. I just think that for the pilot, I wasn't sold on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I uh, I wanted to add this too because I just feel like this was good. Little Miss in the in the group chat just said that she talks like this, and it was yeah. just really relatable to her. Um, and she said she grew up in Los Angeles, so maybe she was like, maybe it's just a West LA thing, but maybe there's also just a a group of people here who just really can relate to this. Like they always just don't feel like they're good enough, blah, 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 and they kind of like are making fun of the culture in a way. So maybe we're also just not that, the target market for this. You yeah. know, so I wrote something down, and I, I think if they had this one component, I, I wouldn't be so upset about this show. I do feel like upset about the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to see it flashbacks, or at least like them talking about stories of when they were younger, why they are the way they are, why they think these things. They mention a little bit about their lives, but... It would have been helpful if we would have seen, you know, her getting a flashback of her getting bullied and then like going to a therapist and, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is what I always think about myself. Ah, and you know, him always being used for his money, something I to, to make us relate to them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the show's designed to make us like them or relate to them. It's interesting because it's definitely not like a show that's really interested in character work. I think it's interested in like sketches. Like yeah. you can tell it's written by sketch people. Yeah. Um, and it's, I also think you guys might not agree, but I did think it, the writing was pretty sharp. Like I found myself laughing a lot during this pilot. Did you guys find it funny? I, I chuckled. It was it was it was I had, like, it was two just, chucks. Yeah, it was just hard to yeah. get through for some reason. I'm still trying to put my finger on why. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean nothing really happened. Yeah. No. It was very hard for me to get through. I mean, very hard. I think that there are funny moments. The in scenarios it. were funny. Yeah. The scenarios um, were actually pretty funny to me. The escorts and all that. But I yeah. also felt it was a little choppy like you find out in the first like ten minutes that they're both comedians, and then there's like one scene where they're they're in the comedy club, and then that's it. And then all of a sudden she's an escort, and then <laughs> she's not in the. It was like so choppy. I was like, okay, so what exactly is going on here? Like, is this about two comedians who are trying to make it in L.A., or is this about you know two comedians who are worried about just self obsessed, like mm. worried about how they look and how they 
or perceived by other people. I don't know. I hear you. To me, I think that is where it's messy. I feel like it's about a very unique friendship. It's kind of like what I saw. Mm-hmm. And like I think they want, in the same way that Broad City is Abby and Alana, mm-hmm. I think they want this to be Benji and Esther. Like I think they want it to be like we tune in for them, we tune in to see their dynamic. And I was here for it. Like yeah. I'm gonna watch another. Um but I think a lot of people won't be, and I definitely understand why they wouldn't. I think I'm yeah, I feel like I was kind of like low on it, but like the more we're talking about it, I I've kind of coming over towards it. Yeah. I, I will even give it credit for something they did that was better than Gronish in how they introduced the characters. I think the first scene was like really well written because mm-hmm. it like it wasn't preachy, it didn't tell us who it was, but she like slept with this over a bit larger guy, he throws the mouthpiece on the ground, she picks it up and put it in her mouth. And it just gives us insight into their character and their right. dialogue without telling us how to feel about them. So, uh, ZSB Lou in the chat said, I wonder if the writers wrote for MTV's Faking It or Awkward because the tone and style seem very much the same. Mm. I watched both of those shows and I totally get what you're saying, which is to the next point that I was going to get is that this is on the wrong network. Completely mm, I, yeah, I can't wait to have that discussion because I totally agree. Yeah, mm. where would you see this living instead, Sam? Comedy Central. I mean, honestly, I it's not good mm-hmm. enough. It, they want to be on Comedy Central. It's not good enough for Comedy Central. Certainly not good enough for FX. I think. I'm sorry. It's okay. Keep going. Keep going. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, MTV probably. MTV yeah. would have been the appropriate place for this show. I think it could really work on MTV, especially yeah. they did this show um, loosely exactly Nicole, which I think might have yeah. with Nicole Byer, who's They're, also a UCB girl. That one's yeah. also being brought back, I think, by another network. Oh, interesting. Um, um, what's interesting is they every network they pitched it to bought it, and they chose Freeform. What? Yeah, I was reading an interview with Little Esther, and she was saying, um, sorry, her comedy name is Little Esther, but on the show she goes by Esther Pavatsky. But she was um, saying that they went with Freeform because Freeform wooed them the most. Like, mm. Freeform really, really wanted them and gave them a lot. Um, which like feels like already. a weird choice. Aside from the fact that it's about millennials, this does not at all. Because I feel like Freeform wants to give us a very full picture of millennials. You look at Gronish, and these are round, interesting mm-hmm. characters, whereas these two are, like, vapid and shallow. It feels like it totally contradicts, like, the gospel that Freeform is trying to preach. Yeah. Which I is, mean, like, this generation. the millennial thing, though. Like, yeah. You, have, you definitely have all types of those, so. For sure, that. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you guys in the chat think I am being a little harsh, and I do feel that. I feel, like, guilty about it. <laughs> Don't. Uh, yeah. But Little Miss, too, said that Freeform needs it. Yeah. You know, it is something you know, all there's so many shows I read an article too about how they didn't want to make it that much about them being comedians because there's so many other shows like that right mm. now mm-hmm. um but that's what they're getting into it's a show about comedians you know so many networks have that almost i mean I, and what's funny, I honestly think that like if they want this show to work really well in freeform they're going to have to hone in a lot more on the kind of love story that happens between the two of them which they kind of seem like they might yeah, it'll geared happen. towards that. It's happen. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was pretty I, obvious that they're going to end up together. At some I point. think the show is directly pushing back against what we expect yeah. about TV in general. Like, I think the show is designed to bait us with things that we expect to happen and then throw it back in our face. Mm. So I kind of think that the show is going to totally defy our expectation that they get together, which I kind of appreciate because, like, a guy and a girl don't have to be romantically involved. Right. You know, 
I don't know. Maybe they will, but I just feel like they're siblings to me. But the trajectory of the show, several characters commented. They go, they're meant to be together. They're meant to be together. So yeah. it's like they want to put that in our minds Definitely. and remind us. Like, that's But I think it's going story. to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's probably they're, they're throwing the stereotype in there, and then they're going to shatter everything that you think. Which, if I, I continued to watch it, would just, I'd throw my TV out the window. I mean, that's probably. also kind of what Crazy Ex-Girlfriend does in a way. It takes what you think should happen and, like, doesn't let you have that mm-hmm. um and she also is on that show i yep. will say esther is she kind of plays exactly the same character mm-hmm. on that show but i think it works better with crazy because she's like a smaller character and like that kind of character in a smaller dose works better for me personally i get that, that. as a main character i mean i think all the criticisms i'm hearing are totally valid like sam i know you're feeling harsh but like i think what you're saying is super valid yeah I just think, like, this is going to not be a show for many people. And, like, uh, critics are not biting, which is interesting. I just think I like it. I don't know. I think it's a show for me. Yeah. Yeah. I I just feel like it was made for my exact demographic, Mm -hmm. like, literally for me, Mm. you know? And I just really feel the opposite way about it. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, you do watch a lot of, like, I feel like you love character-driven television. Like, when I think about the TV you like, it's a lot of, like, really, um, the backstories, the character motivations. Yeah, it's very true. I feel like this show is not interested in that at it's all. It's about the scenario. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It almost also reminds me of wanting to be You're the Worst on FX. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, you know, very, and I, I like that show. I like that show, too. Yeah, it's good. It didn't succeed, I don't think, but I think that was a bit of what they were going for. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's interesting because a lot of times on this panel, I really agree and respect with the things that everyone says, and it can kind of change my mind, but I, yeah, I, I just like having these conversations with you guys. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad somebody did. Yeah, for sure. And I think the points you bring up are like super valid. Linda, I feel like you were saying something earlier. We didn't cut you off, did you? Was there anything left unsaid that you wanted to add? Um, if it was, it's passed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, I did want to say, though, that I read that it's a bunch of uh, comedians in the next five episodes. So okay. it's like all stand-up. Like Chris well, Delia. Delia. Chris Delia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to be throughout it. And then a bunch of other uh, stand-up comedians. So I think it is really going to be about stand-up comedians. Yeah. Then I should watch it and... (laughs) Give it a chance. Support your comedians. (laughs) I am going to have to. (laughs) Um, I will say, I think what the pilot did well was, like, show us what the show is. Yeah. Because, like, obviously we all have strong opinions. And I feel like the worst thing you can do with a pilot is let it finish and then no one has opinions about it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So I think in that way it probably is a successful pilot. Whether or not people are going to like the show, I think, is a big question mark. Yeah. I mean, Chris D'Elia, who we really haven't mentioned much, I mean, he's had several TV shows. He had Undateable on NBC. He's one of the biggest stand-up comedians <coughs> right now. Um, very, very funny guy. He's a really big get for the show, and I'm surprised yeah. he's doing a show that he's not the center of. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. The Lonely Island is executive producing it. Right, again, yeah. If you guys don't know who that is, um, that's Andy Samberg and his comedy writing partners, Yorma Taccone and um, Akiva Schaefer. And I love them. Yeah. Love so much. Yeah. It is interesting. Do you feel like this feels on brand for them? No. Yeah, I kind of don't either, to be totally honest. I'm, like, very confused what they had to do with this or if it was just one of them because it's not Andy Samberg to me I'm like I know him yeah <laughs> didn't do this well it sounds like we have mixed opinions on this show which makes for a fun conversation but I would be curious for those of you guys in the comments who have seen the show let us know what you think I think this is 
this show was not only divisive, but was kind of made to be divisive. So yeah. I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. Any other thoughts regarding the pilot as a whole before we score it? I think it's really cool these comedians had the opportunity to do this, and I'm really happy for them that they got a second season. You know, that's like a big deal, and it's very great. I, you know, I'm really hope I'm, you know, I'm gonna keep on watching it just to, I'm gonna give it three. It's going to be painful, maybe, but I'm going to do it in hopes that uh, my opinion changes a little bit because I feel guilty that, like, fellow comedians, you know, that are right around me, peers, that I am hating on their show so much. (laughs) That's fair. Linda, what would you score this out of five? Oh, you want me to go next? Uh, I'm going to go, okay, let me preface it from last week's pilot and then uh, Grown-ish and then this, so I'm going to probably say two. Okay. Yeah. 1.7. 1.7. I think that's the lowest you've ever given. <laughs> you actually sounded like Esther when you gave that line. Oh, oh I, that. You know, I think it might be part of the problem is I'm so scared that I'm like sound. <laughs> I don't know. The truth. It no, might be know. too close. I don't know. Maybe that's I don't, I don't feel guilty. So. That's pretty, pretty uh, yeah. yeah. I give it like a 2.25. Like <laughs> yeah. We're like really breaking, you know, fractions. What yeah. are you doing? I'm giving this baby a 4.1. Oh my God. Well, that's I know. It's totally I know. blowing me away. 3.9 to 4.1. And then higher than Gronish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it more than Gronish. I mean, but I also get like, I think it was a messy pilot and I think it was probably pretty problematic, mm. but I don't know. I just think like it's doing a lot of the things that I really like. Um, and I, I do think I've got some lines. By my age, Amy Winehouse was already famous and dead. Yes, I laughed at that. that. I laughed so much. I thought the you're a talking penis bit was like so stupid, but just really <laughs> funny. Really I was, it was just something about delivery, almost the directing, and I'm not sure what it was, the pauses between cuts. Mm. It just didn't, it was off. It, it, was, it was like yeah. they, the first time someone had done this. Yeah, the editing was a little shaky. I agree with you, actually. With comedies, it's very important. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather let an entire Greyhound bus spit in my mouth than have sex with Benji... <laughs> yeah, that was that was really descriptive. That was funny. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I think I'm someone who loves sharp writing and that's like that is the maybe arguably the only thing about this show that's working. Very stripped down jokes. Yeah, yeah. just a lot of jokes and yeah. they were I was laughing a lot. So I I got to say I like it and I'm going to keep watching. Cool. Um, well, guys, this has been TV Pilot Reviews. You heard a lot of opinions about two pilots that just aired on Freeform, one being Grown-ish and one being Alone Together. As I mentioned already, let us know what you guys thought. Can we do our pass and play? Did we already do that? Oh, yeah, we should do that Let's as well. for sure do that. Yeah. So your pass or play and your audience pass or play. Uh, pass for me, but I can see an audience liking this, so play for them. Um, yeah, it's going to be a pass for me, even though I'm just going to, for research purposes, watch Keep a couple <laughs> more episodes. Well, but that's nice, it's, it's, nice it's, of you. It's, I want to support, it's, but it's pass. <laughs> I mean, you guys already know it's pass pass for me. Double pass. I think this is a rare one. I'm a play pass where I know I'm going to like it, but I don't know if I'd recommend it to anyone. Oh, <laughs> it's it like you're, sense, imba- you're embarrassed yeah. about liking it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think because you two are like UCB uh-huh. alumni that you have kind of an affinity to it and also because you're a comedian that you want it to succeed because maybe it's like your peers yeah. and that's why you think it's so great? Hmm. Well, I don't think it's great, but yes, I do like feel... You know, you're rooting for, for them. I, I'm rooting it. for yeah, them. I get it. Yeah, I that get it. Sense. Yeah, okay, I get that because I like comedians too. So, yeah, I mean, I want to see I hope it keep better. Yeah, I want to see it keep airing because I want to keep watching it. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Um, but as I was saying, guys, let us know if you think we should have an after show for this um, because again, it helps the producers make their choices about what we should air. 
Um, we are here every Wednesday at 9 p.m., guys, reviewing pilots. We had people in the live chat today, which was great. So awesome, guys. Thank you yes, so thank much. You. So much Keep fun. Keep it coming every coming. week. Keep it coming. Um, but yeah, we, again, we're not an after show. We're a pilot review show. So we review brand new shows every week and let you know our thoughts. We had a lot of them today. So thanks for tuning in. Guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. Before we go, I do want to also shout out Brianna, our um, engineer. Brianna, are you BFIPS14? Yes, BFIPS14 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow her there, guys. And I have some uh, brilliant co-panelists as well. Linda Antwi, Linda So Girly, all across social media. Super happy that I made it through. <laughs> Cold. You guys can find me, Sam Davidson, SamD43, Twitter and Instagram, and SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. And I'm D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at D'AngeloTV and on Instagram at D'Angelo. Shout out to you guys in the live chat. You were popping in here. Yeah. Absolutely. We got some recommendations for next week, too. So. And it was nice to have everyone back. Yes, the yes. whole family back together. Yes, yes, yes. So good to have everyone back. Guys, thanks for being here. Again, this is TV Pilot Reviews. We'll see you next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.